Hi, everybody. Welcome to the supersetyourlife.com hey podcast, where we're about designing a purpose-filled lifestyle, focusing on the most tangible application, fitness. We are your hosts, Colton Taylor Milton. In the second episode, we will be interviewing professional men's physique competitor, Alfred Rauf, and his wife and business partner, Clem Lafredis. We will be discussing a very heavy, very important topic that really needs to get out right now, guys. Yeah. But before I do, I want to give you an idea of who these people are. Together, they have started and co-owned the Victory Get Fit Club gym in Federal Way, Washington, which is the first outdoor boot camp in Puget Sound. They have trained men and women, award-winning professional fitness competitors, two of which have earned their pro cards. They have produced and hosted their own bodybuilding competitions four years in a row, which is my first time stepping on stage, by the way. They are both bodybuilding judges, and they both run their own podcast and vlog called Unequally Yoked, which you need to check out. You need Absolutely. to go listen to that. Alfred also owns the Rauf Realty team. You can find him on his Facebook page at Alfred Rauf Realty. Alfred has recently, at 47 years of age, placed fourth in the world at the IPE World Natural Bodybuilding Open class and second in the Masters class for athletes 40 and above. Dang. Clem, his amazing wife, is a personal trainer and sound healing practitioner. She is a certified healthcare and empowerment coach. You can find out more about her on her website at slayandshine.com. She is the co-president of the Girlfriend Success Circle and she is a bodybuilding competitor herself. And they're amazing parents, guys. They have three incredible children who are all adults and they just are huge mentors to us. What has it been like raising mixed race children, especially today with today's political climate and the drama and the news and the current events that are happening right now? That's a great question. And we want to be available for people who are, you know, there's a lot of heaviness, emotional heaviness right now yeah. in our circle of friends or just society, America, the world right now, marches in Germany and Korea. I mean, it's just beautiful oh. to see. It's, it's yeah, it's um, long overdue, the unity. Um, Alfred has a different philosophy from the mixed race that I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it is a beautiful thing to be mixed race. It is very difficult also. And so I think that we differ. I think like spiritually being mixed race, eventually we're all human race. We're all beautiful and, and created, um, by God. And so, you know, eventually we are going to be a whole world of mixed race people eventually. Right. Um, now with the internet, we're even closer and getting to know each other a lot more and creating relationships. But I also believe that having the differences is beautiful. Like if God wanted us all to be the same, then he would have made us all the same race and religion, but we're all different for a purpose. And that is to learn how to love one another unconditionally as God loves us, we should be able to love our neighbors just as much and even more because we understand that, you know, we all have sin. We all fall short. We all have issues and insecurities and, um, you know, things that we deal with. So we should have more compassion and empathy for other people because we understand 
others. Um, but it also, it also forces you to be more intentional about creating a bridge and a bond with people who are different from you. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, we're teeter tottering on like, you know, what if I had just married a Filipino, which Alfred is part Filipino, but no one can tell. (laughs) 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 His grandparents are Filipino. Um, you know, it's just the pride of that, like, uh, and, and Filipinos were originally black. I mean, not black, but like black American, but we were dark skin. We looked black until the Malaysians and the Asians and the, and the Spaniards came and made us slaves. And that's why Filipinos have Mendoza, Perez, mm. um, Lopez is our last names. Castillo's yeah. my mom's last name. So we were also slaves with slave owner names. Um, and now we're lighter color. And it kind of makes me sad to think, wow, we used to look a certain way and we don't look like that anymore. Yeah. So, you know, and I think our kids are dealing with it the best they can. You know, when you're mixed, you kind of, it's it's hard. Like, where do you place your allegiance? Where do you, how, who are you? What do you pick? Which side do you pick? Um, but we try to teach our kids that there is no sides. We get yeah. along and we love each other regardless of the differences. I'm vegan. You're a meat eater. You're Muslim. I'm Christian. <laughs> you're black. I'm Filipino. Like there's so many differences in our household. We teach people to love regardless. Yeah. That's and I think that's, that's that our, our children, I don't, they have friends of all shades I don't want to say all races because we, like my wife said, we are the human race. But see, we have they have friends of you know Latino, um, European, just every, every they have black friends, brown friends, and they Samoans. and they love. And the thing is, one thing we love about our kids is they really do love their friends, and their friends love them too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just it, it's amazing how they're handling it. Um, you know, we talk to them. And we do our best to, they're teenagers or my son's 22. He talks a little bit more. He's in California. I call him, talk to him. He said, you know, dad, it's a little crazy out here. And, you know, but, but, you know, we're getting through it. He's living with my brother. We took our daughter to um, the, we want to live March in South Seattle in the Rainier Beach area. And she did her first, um, her, her first protest. My, we went we went with her. Uh, yeah. My son said he was going to go, but obviously I can't go with him. He's well, in California. I took him on his first protest. He was one years old. He, did. he ended <laughs> up in a newspaper. We were on the cover of the, the Seattle Times when he was one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And he was holding the sign. I think it said, we have no heat in my district. No, it says, no heat at home. That was the Yeah, it said, <laughs> no heat at home. And my district manager called me. She goes, you get paid enough. Your heater's on. Like, no, we're cheap. We don't have our heater. <laughs> That's why he has on that jacket. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So they're doing good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And how about you? How are you doing over there with all the racial tension? And uh, you wasn't ready for that. Well, <laughs> honestly, no, I'm, I'm really glad that you asked that because I think both of us are in this state to where we just were not quite sure what to do. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to ask you guys actually yeah. is, is we, we feel stuck and confused in this black lives matter movement. And we don't really know what, 
if anything we should do right now like should we be speaking if, if so what and where should like is, is it even effective to say anything on social media um there's a lot of noise right now you know for people like us what what, what can what can we do to help i'm gonna let you go first well one of the best things you could do is what we're doing right now is to talk have the yeah. conversation you have to have the hard conversations don't sugarcoat your words don't try to you know, when, when, just like right before we started the podcast, I'm just going to talk to you as a, as a brother, as a son, as, as, as my as buddy, Padawan. my young <laughs> buddy. These are the conversations that have to happen. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right. So yeah. take the time, you know, if you have uh, friends that are of color, take the time, just like you do right now and talk and say, Hey, and, and something's going to come out. And if that person gets angry, like we didn't get angry, laugh. Oh, you know, she, he don't know. No, we know you, you don't know any better. But now, you know, we've given you some tools and you just, okay, well, maybe I'll say it this way. What could you do? Just listen. Just have the conversation. Listen, talk. And, and things will come up and then you'll address them as, the, as they come up. And ask the questions that you want to know. You know, you guys call each other the N-word. Why can't I? That's like, that's a big question. <laughs> that is a huge question. You know, slip yeah. up and say, I think I'm being cool and I'm in the group with y'all saying. I don't even say yeah. it. That's just not kosher. You know, <laughs> ask, the, ask, the, ask the questions. Like what you said, like, what do we do? I'm stuck. In my personal opinion, I think, I think right now, this, the, every, look at how the timing. First, we get put on timeout. And then this whole thing, one thing after another, four incidences in, in one week. Then we, it, when George Ford this was, was before, this is all prep. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a big prep. Everybody's it, at home. Nobody has to go to work. They're out there protesting right now. Every day. Every day, because yeah. they don't have to work. There was the perfect timing. Some of them it's do the have per, to work. <laughs> the perfect storm. Get this conversation. These conversations need to happen now, and just whatever you want to talk about, just talk about it, and and maybe you'll have someone who. Who may maybe they'll they'll dump on you their feelings and then you dump back on your feelings and you talk about it and it's okay to to you know maybe I feel this way or that way but when you under I think when you get down to the root of it and you understand why people act a certain way it makes things a lot easier instead of just you know we see we see the posts my wife she was in networking groups in Bellevue with a lot of people who don't look like us and they're at, they don't know how to use social media. So they're sending her stuff in the instant message. She's like, oh, people you, from church too. Did you really mean to send me that? <laughs> so if you're silent on, on social media in the past as business owners, I, we were overly concerned about our business and our clients and who's going to like us and who's going to dump us. If we say what we're really thinking, yeah. um, this is not the time to be silent. Cause then you, aren't you have to be true to your voice and true to yourself if you do really care about the black lives matter movement say it because if you hold that throat energy center that whole that throat chakra closed you're doing a disservice to your soul mm -hmm. um but think about being seen heard and valued if you don't do that at your home let's say your wife comes to you and and taylor says you know Cole, I'm having these feelings and these issues, these, these like really deep hearted, this means so much to me. And you dismissed her 
and like, oh, those feelings are small. That doesn't matter. Or, or, oh, you're, you know, that's crazy. Or if you dismiss someone, it happens a lot in marriages, you know, when, when the husband doesn't want to hear it anymore, or you keep talking about the same thing, you keep going around in circles. <laughs> and it's like, all you have to do is empathize. Or sometimes you just need to say sorry. And it, it helps the other person feel valued and seen. Yeah. I was watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on, um, on Netflix. And there was an episode of a Lutheran pastor that finally came out and said he was gay. And he was like, you know, to start healing in any situation is to first own, own what you've done. Like some, he goes in the communities, he apologizes for how the church has hurt some people. And, and that way they can start building that bridge. He was like, I may not have personally hurt you, but I apologize for the Lutheran church or just any church that have, that have hurt you in the past. And, and that has built bridges and people have started coming back to church yeah. and then conversations were actually able to happen. And so I think it's just valuing people. Don't try to make their feelings wrong. Um, don't try to fix them and tell them how they, oh, well, you should have done this. Like people are saying, well, if he didn't have a fake $20 bill or if he would have just not, you know, you know, resisted arrest, then he wouldn't have got shot. No, that's, again, you're, you're trying to diminish someone's feelings. You're trying to make someone wrong or trying to fix, you know, when, you know, Brianna was shot eight times and she was just asleep or yeah you know Ahmed was just running for a jog mm -hmm. and so just listen help someone be seen and empathize and if someone you know feels like they need some love and care give it to them and the second thing I believe is if you see racism you have to stand up for it like yeah. you can't let Uncle Bob talk shit about a black person or Asian person. Our yeah. friend just got fired from her job last week because she called out her, her boss's racism in all of their meetings. He, she talks about the Mexicans and he calls out different races and has racial slurs from in their meetings. <laughs> wow. And finally she said she never called him out because she was afraid, but she's just like, I couldn't take it anymore. And I'm not afraid. Now her side hustle, her business, her side business is doing way better because she doesn't have to go to work anymore. Right. Yeah. So, well, you know, in, in growing up in Montana too, every single person that I knew was white and there, there were racist racial slurs and, and, and jokes that were thrown around and nobody really thought anything of it. And, and no, nobody that I knew even meant anything by it. But now that I see how, how real it really is, I, I don't see any humor in it. I really don't. And, and, and I, and I think that's, that's a very, very, very important point that is if there's somebody in your family or a close friend or, or a relative or that, that, is, that is making a joke about it. It's, it's, it's not a jokey matter. Yeah. 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 It starts at home. We've it been does. hearing that a lot from friends is like the social get their family gatherings and calling out uncle Bob or aunt, you know, Emma and just like in the intimate family conversations when racial slurs come up, that's when you can make a difference yeah. at home. Yeah. Well, and I feel even more so just a, a huge responsibility on our shoulders to raise our children in, yeah. in that way. Oh, they'll repeat anything. At the Absolutely. Hero, so. Yeah. And it, when you, Alfred told that story about, I think it was on your um, Facebook live about how you guys taught your son to wear his, his driver's license around his neck on a lanyard. His I like mama made him 
do that. I <laughs> I was shocked. I started crying because I can't imagine. And it breaks my heart that our world is even like that, that we have to even teach our children how to live a certain way because of the color of their skin. And it's just, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. And all I want to do is be able to affect some kind of change because it needs to change. And that, that is called that, that what you're, what you're talking about is called the talk. If you, if you go up to a, a person of color and you say, have you had to talk with your children? They like, that's, that's the talk. You have to have the talk. If you get pulled over, you, you know, there are certain protocols. You don't make sudden movements. Don't reach for your glove compartment. Specifically black men, black kids, black yeah. boys. Like that's not, you know, it's, it's the talk. There's an episode on blackish. It's really good. Yeah. If you, it's the, I think the, it's called the talk. Yeah. The, the name, the episode. title of the episode. If you Google exactly. blackish, the talk, there's a whole episode on is that when the parents were talking to their younger kids? I think it went viral on Instagram and I, th- I might have seen or maybe something like that. Um, it just showed different parents, like different moms and dads talking to their, their children about what they have to do if they get you know pulled over by a cop or in whatever situation it is. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, watched, we were watching this uh, TV show called All American. And one of the, the African-American kids or black kids was driving in a car with another kid he was driving the car and the other kid didn't look like him and they got pulled over and he started mouthing off to the cop and then the the black kid looked at him like don't do that don't you (laughs) can't do that i'm driving don't like don't but it's just if we live like you said it's different privileges that other people get sad but it's it's two different worlds when you get a guy who can go out and point blank shoot eight nine people and kill them, and the the kid doesn't get shot. They take him to go to the drive through, get a little meal first, then take him to. It's like oh, what? you didn't even know about that, it's but like, I saw is... a meme about that. Like the white kid who shoots nine people at a church gets to go through a drive through and orders a burger, and then they take him to jail. But a, another kid who had a who had like an expired tab gets shot or beat up. <laughs> Yeah. Or the guy who's just running down the street gets hunted down and shot and killed. And if it wasn't for the attorney who released the video, they, those guys would still be free. Yeah. You, you wonder how much that happens. That every that this stuff has it, it has to happen. There's going to be more that will have their lives in early. Unfortunately, um, I pray that it's not me. You know, all of us do. If he would just wear his license on his lanyard like his wife said to do. <laughs> nah, I don't get shoot. I get that. All that stuff is ready when they, I, I have it like already put this shit. I ain't doing it. I'm not going to, they tell me go on my glove box and I didn't have it. No, sir. No, like, not no, going in my glove box, sir. You could put me in handcuffs <laughs> and put me in your car. You could go through my entire car and get it yourself. I am not making any moves. I know. I am blind that you have to do that. Because I, if, to grow up where I grew up and what we experienced by the police and to think that they wanted me to be a, a police officer. And I told them, no, I can't. I just, I cannot be a part of that team. My brother is, you know, but I just, I couldn't be a part of it. Yeah. I couldn't be a part of it, but you know, we'll see what, we'll see what happens again. I would have to talk with people, tell them, Hey, if you want to be open, talk and, and like educate my, yourself. Like my That's wife was saying, just ask, like, what, what can I do? 
what, what can, the question you asked, like, what can we do? And that's it. Just like, what can we do? Okay. What can we do? What do you need from me? Yeah. Check or what on, would you check like to have friends. me do? You know, they might not, you know, if you want, it's up to you if you want to make a statement, but I honestly don't think it's time to be silent. But, no. Do you know who Aaron Ording is? No. He, he's a, a, a WMBF pro bodybuilder out of Oregon. He has a show in Oregon. So he is a Marine and he got on, he got on the Facebook live and he said, look, when Colin Kaepernick took that knee, I felt, I felt some kind of, some kind of, some kind of way because I'm a Marine. When it's time for the national anthem, I'm trained to get up and I stand up at attention. Mm -hmm. Now I can see what he was trying to do. And he said, We'll have this in Oregon. We will have this Black Lives Matter thing up in our club because they do matter, yeah. period, point blank. So if if you lose clients, some of these people like this, if I lose clients, that's cool because I don't want to work with you anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, that's where your heart is. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these people complain, well, the cops are going to quit and all this. Well, some of these guys, you got to think about it. Why would you quit if things were going to be put on a level playing field? Um, less people were killed, you know. 8,000 people in the United States were killed by police officers. And then we have other countries where the, and pol our police officers get 20, I think it's 24 weeks of training. These other, in, uh, like Iceland, they get three years of training before they can go on, this, on the street. Some of these countries have two, two deaths in, in 15 years. One of them has zero. No, no cop has ever killed anybody. So it's not like it can't happen. Right. Yeah. There just needs to be it's the not right like training. It, it can't happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a training. It's training. But what we can do as people is really educate ourselves, show our support for other people, seen, heard, valued, right. yeah. empathize. Um, don't be quiet because I've even gone through my Facebook and I'm like, well, are you, are you an ally? Because if you don't care about this, it's not a political thing for me. It's not a religious thing for me. I can accept people with different religions and different pol political differences. That's fine. But this is human life. Right. Like I care about the earth. I care about humans yeah. and if even more. So I've had, I'm like, Oh, nope. You don't care about people. Then I don't have to be associated or connected to you. And I don't have to try to please or, or have adoration or communication or anything mm -hmm. from anybody who doesn't value humans. Mm -hmm. And so you know, educate yourselves. There's tons of stuff on Netflix and Amazon has a whole Black Lives Matter playlist. Um, there's so many podcasts. There's so many people who want to teach and want to help. Yeah. Um, and then also give to causes. I've, I've donated to Colors of Change who goes out there looking for, um, for injustices against Black people. And they've shut down 26 GoFundMe accounts that were raising money for the killers of Aubrey, for um, Ahmed Aubrey. Like people were raising money for those two guys. Why? Wow. And so they go looking for injustices online and they shut people down like that. So you find, you know, you educate, watch the documentaries, read the books, yeah. um, talk to people and really help them, you know, let people know that you see them and that you care. That's yeah. really what matters. There's a lot of stuff out there you could you can just just look at something about systemic systemic racism. Red line, red lining, red lining, systemic huge. racism. 
Um, and, and I got to tell you, man, you two young people, man, you guys, I, I, we appreciate you so much because most people, there's a, not most, I'm just going to say there's a lot of people out there who it's easier to deflect. You ask, you ask the question. You, you just say, hey, man, look, we, we kind of lost at words. We don't know what to do. You know, we talked about all this stuff through our podcast, but before we jump off, we want to know, like, like, help us out here. Like, what should we do? That's what people need to do is to have the conversation, but to deflect and say, well, matter. all lives matter. Blue lives matter. Well, to me, this is what that sounds like, Colt. You call me from your house in Kent, three miles from me, and you say, Alfred, my house is burning down. You need to come help me with my house. And I say, um, all, all well, houses matter. Well, what about my house? <laughs> my house matters, but, but your house isn't burning down. Like for, this is the perfect example wow. for you to hear the story about the lanyard, right? That touched your heart. Yeah. Our house is burning down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have that conversation with your son. No, you should, you should, but just so they understand, but you, it's not like you don't have to have that conversation with your son in order to keep him, to try to keep him from alive. being hurt, to keep him alive. So my house is burning down. Your house is it. Mm-hmm. Help me. Yeah. And, and you're helping your me turn. by having this conversation because it's going to happen one Zoom call, one person, one child at a time. And right. hopefully your children's children will never, they don't have, they, this will be all in the past because we didn't yeah. put it down already. Okay. And I, I, me personally, I don't think racism will ever end. People are going to not like each other for some people don't. They, I don't think judgment is ever like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Judging it's is not going to end, but equality. If, if you run a red light and I run the red light, one that camera takes a picture of your car, it'll take a picture of my car, it'll take a picture of Obama's car, it'll take a picture of Trump's car. <laughs> That's how the law works. If you break the law, if you do something, not unjustice, one person gets shot. Yeah, one person gets to go through the drive-thru, get your last sip, you know, get your last drink. But me, there's eight, nine people that's dead. It's yeah. like, so, we're, we're, it's equality is what, is what we're fighting for. And, and that's all we want is equality. Yeah. You know, just, if we want a level, if it was just a level playing field, that's it. We don't have to do all the other stuff. Just remember that Earth School us being on earth was our choice to come here and earth is a school for us to learn to be more christ-like more like god which is love this whole earth basically all we're here to do is learn how to love more deeper and that's it that's it (laughs) kids do the same thing yeah i mean that summarizes the entire bible is love god and love people Yes, that's exactly. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys ever get stuck, because, you know, say you do make a statement, right? Cole, you guys are going to be attacked. I'm sorry. Yeah, we all get attacked. It's going to happen. Ne- you, not everybody's Whoever you had you. back in at home, Montana. they're going to be like, so you one of those, you know, something, lovers. something lovers. Yeah. <laughs> you her- must be a... Uh, yeah. And love Right. <laughs> so just right. Those people don't, they don't, they don't, they have no, they will burn themselves out just like this pandemic will. Yeah. And that don't mean you don't love them. It's yeah. like, you just love them for who they are. And we know some people I keep, I, I put my time and energy into, 
and others I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's it's a brave step, but that's why I say this is great, and we appreciate you guys. The more that we are in unity and we're united, the more of a difference we can make together. Right. Silence is, you know, it's also detrimental to the cause. Yeah. Well, and And you can feel that. That's why you asked. You ask the question because both of you can feel that within your soul. Your soul is telling you that you need to do something and you know what you need to do. And we're, 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 we're just here to help you along the way. If you need help, I'm not saying you need our help, but if you need help, we do. (laughs) Yeah. Here, just know that you two and your children, that's what, what you said, Taylor, you to the children. That's the that, mission field, right? That's there. the mission. Yeah. That's what matters with your and I, I. Your dad seemed like a very nice guy. I'm just saying, if it's your dad, your brother, your cousin, your best, you who you thought was your best friend in high school, whoever, your uncle who comes at you on, on social media, you can say, hey, you know what? We could just agree to disagree. I appreciate it if you just, you know, we 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 don't need to talk about it if you can't handle it. These are my feelings. This is how I'm going to approach my life. Yeah, yeah. I, I think to summarize, you know. A, a, a very practical first step that we have is to get this message out, this, this physical message. I mean, our kids are going to listen to this someday, this conversation that we just had. And it was, this is, this has been, this, this has been huge for Taylor and I, because like yeah. you said, like we're just, we're just lost. We don't know what to do. And we see a lot of people hurting and we just really, we want to help. Yeah. We, we, we just really want to put our differences aside and focus on what we have in common. I mean, look at I mean, you, you, you and me, Alfred, we're, we're different in a lot of ways and we, have different ideas of, of who God is, but we've prayed together and that would probably upset a lot of Christians and upset a lot of Muslims. Even though we're different spiritually, I think that brings us closer because we are mature enough to put our differences aside. And I just want to thank you guys for this whole conversation. Yeah. I, I, I really do. This is this has really touched us and impacted us um, more than we thought it would. And we, 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 knew, we, knew, we knew it would be amazing coming in, but um, Thank you so much, everybody, for taking the time to listen to this entire message. And if you found it as impactful as we did, it would mean the world to all of us, all four of us, if you would share this message and help us spread the word. To receive notifications for future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could do us a solid and give us a a review on iTunes or Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. God bless.